Welcome, everybody. This is Jared Brake, the creator of ZenHustlers.com, and welcome to the Zen Hustlers Balance podcast. So if you're not familiar, ZenHustlers.com is a free resource website developed for you, people who are high-level producers. They want to have a big impact at work, but they're feeling stress, overwhelm, and a variety of uh, symptoms associated with a toxic hustle culture mindset, typically often driven by America, unfortunately. And on our blog and podcast, we like to talk to experts and leaders who are walking the talk. People have been through a personal journey and they want to give back by sharing what they, how they got through it and then what they do now to pay it forward. So today we get to talk to someone who I believe is my doppelganger, and this is uh, Milena Regos. Milena is originally from Bulgaria, but now she's down in Baja, Mexico. So thank you so much for joining us, Milena, today. Thank you for having me, Jared. I am. I love seeing a double. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us, uh, your business is called Unhustle, and how did this start for you? Let's take us back to the beginning of the journey. How did it start? Well, um, out in marketing, I built a, a global marketing career of 20 plus years. Um, first on the corporate, first on the media side, actually in the very first days of, of internet, online media back in 96, 97. Wow. About five years, then uh, marketing director for SKU Resort for 10 years. And then I went back and started a digital marketing consultancy and I worked with celebrities like Madonna and Steve Nash and Dr. Weil and Squaw Valley and all these amazing clients all the while being completely submerged in the hustle culture mentality, which led me to have what I call a hustle hangover. Um, so we can get into the symptoms uh, if you like. But uh, at some point in time, one day I woke up and I realized that what I'm doing is not making me happy, is not making me healthy. Um, I needed more meaning, more intention, more purpose in my life. And that led me to ask myself some serious, deep questions, um, seek some answers. And I went in the opposite direction and I started the unhustle movement as for my desire to live into that balance and mindful and intentional life while making a difference and also inspire other people to do the same. Yep. And you just clarified our mission perfectly. Thank you. So what were some of those signals back in the day that you remember and you talk about the hustle hangover? That's a great term, by the way. I love that. So what were some of those signals that really were shocking to you? Like, Yep, this is not working. What What do you remember back then? Yeah, sure. So the hustle ha hangover that I experienced and then uh, since then has been verified by many of my clients and people I speak with on a day-to-day -day basis. So let's see if that resonates. Um, brain fog, you wake up in the morning, low on energy, um, very um, confused on, on your priorities in the day. So you grab your phone and you start getting distracted. So you end up in the reactive mode. Mm -hmm. um, that proceeds with uh, drinking copious amounts of coffee to get your energy up high so you can get your work done while you your attention is competing on, on various priorities. Low energy throughout the day. Then you end up with insomnia at night, digestive problems, not eating healthy, skipping exercise, all of this leading to another day of doing the same, lo working longer hours but not necessarily accomplishing the right things to do. Does that sound about right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's your experience, but I think <laughs> we can all relate to that experience. And so you're going through all those things. We've all experienced different parts of that. So what was that aha moment for you that actually helped you shift? 
Yeah, the aha moment for me was that um, the actual specific moment was at the grand opening of, of the Madonna Health Club in Toronto where I looked around and I just realized that it wasn't the life I envisioned that I came to America to chase the American dream and the American dream had somehow turned into the American nightmare. And I just didn't want to do this anymore. I didn't want to chase the external success factors anymore. My mom passed away fairly early from ovarian cancer. My dad passed away fairly early. So, so it was really in my face that the path I was taking, what, why was I doing that path and who was I doing it for? You know, being an immigrant comes with an extra pressure to prove yourself that you're successful. So a lot of people end up working extra hours. And I think work is a meaningful part of living, but how we go about it is what it, what it complements or subtracts from your overall well-being and wealth is a very critical distinction that we need to make in our life and everybody has to make their own choice. So I came to Baja California, sir, it was a 10 day digital detox experience. And if you're working in the marketing industry, you're probably very connected to technology 24 seven and very disconnected from yourself. You're very disconnected from your thoughts, uh, from who you are as a person, from your values. And so that was my aha moment of saying, wait a second, there's this thing called life outside of work. And actually I want more of this. I want the joy. I want the play. I want the fun. I want to hang out with people and not constantly be thinking about work or at the minimum, not constantly be working. And so I went down a path to see how I can do this, how I can do it sustainably. And what is the science behind this little experiment so I can see that there's some validity in this and I'm not crazy, but yes, science and ancient traditions say that we can do less and achieve more. So that's the path that I took and it's working. Got it. And so what, what time frame was that? And then when did you decide to start on hustle and how did it first look for you? So I decided to start on hustle about four years ago, but I started my own personal journey probably about four years leading up to it. So I slowly, okay. I, I had to dismantle it like peeling an onion. I slowly, you know, had to deal with the identity of being the, the big shot marketing agency owner and, and stripping that down to just freelancing and then stripping that down to, is this really what I want to do? And I still love marketing. I think it's creative. I think it's, there's a lot of good things about the marketing industry but I was starting to lose my creativity. I was suffering from creative burnout and I wanted more of that creativity and displayed in a way that was meaningful and purposeful for the world instead of just trying to sell people on things that they may or may not need or want. And so I went searching for that more purposeful work and I ended up with, with well-being and fulfillment and, and happiness in a way that um, is more, I guess you would call it more that personal development area um but i don't really refer to it that way i, I kind of refer to it as modern modern living in a hectic world thank you for sharing that and then so when you're starting this thing did you have some experts or coaches or how who helped you get uh support along the way okay so i did about a year-long uh really deep program with the human potential coaching institute mm -hmm which I did for my personal development. I really wasn't really planning on coaching, but I did it to upgrade my own mind, body, and soul. Part of that program, there was an eight-week mindfulness-based stress reduction program. 
And that really took me down on a path of experimenting with all kinds of different programs from breathwork to mindfulness to yoga to qigong to um, somatic coaching exercises to, to actual coaching and working with people. So it's, it's been a, a really interesting journey. I'm still on that journey. It's like once you go down that rabbit hole, you you became, you entered a, a very different dimension of kind of high consciousness and, and self-actualization. But um, on the surface, it looks more like optimal living from an optimal well-being standpoint um, while you're doing some legendary work. And that's ultimately, I think, what all of us want to do. Yeah, I'm actually, I want to put a link to that resource because I think that's a great resource for people if they wanted to get into the coaching. It reminds me of people who do yoga teacher training who never intend on teaching and then they get such high value out of doing just the training that it kind of transforms their career and their lives. So did you stop doing marketing or do you still do marketing or what's the balance now between your marketing work and running on hustle? I still have a very few clients that I had from before who use me. Um, yeah. I, you know, if somebody in my, in my path crosses my path and says, I need your help. Um, we can talk about it. if it's conscious brands, maybe my consultant uh, side would come back up. Um, but I mainly direct all of my marketing efforts to grow the hustle movement and help entrepreneurs and leaders and executives find that more balanced, mindful, intentional living while they're doing the work that, that lights them up. And if that part of the work is, is leans into the marketing aspect, you know, of course I can tap into my skills on that area. Got it. So can I role play with you for a minute? Would you, would you play along? Yeah, let's do it. So I'm a busy, I'm going to, I'm in the Silicon Valley area. So I'm a busy tech executive and I'm feeling burned out. I run a team and I reach and I find out about you and on hustle and I reach out to you. What does that process start to look like around the deconstruction of the hustle mindset? And how do you work with these C-suite level clients? All right. Well, first we need to see if you're really burned out because burnout to me is a term that we throw around quite a bit, um, but it's really an organizational problem, not necessarily um, a personal problem. So we need to, to figure out what's going on there. Is it really um, you putting too much pressure on yourself and not taking care of yourself? And is that really just burnout or is it more disengagement or is it more just overwhelm or is it, you know, and so getting to the bottom of that, where is the burnout coming from? What, what causes it and where do you want to go? Where, what, do you, what do you go for your team and for yourself? And obviously it starts with yourself because once you see that you can do things differently, then you can implement that in your team and, and hopefully change culture there. Um, so I would do certain um, experiments, certain assessments, certain uh, discussions, and uh, together we craft a plan on what we can do that is realistic um, by taking small steps because you said you're already busy and I wouldn't want you to do something that completely interferes with your day-to-day -day, um, schedule. That sounds great. Any any uh, any examples that you want to share anonymously of clients you've worked with that have had a breakthrough and they maybe realized, oh, I'm actually not burned out. I'm actually just in a certain level of stress and overwhelm, but it's not really burnout. Yeah, I mean... I worked with a startup. I've never founder. heard that distinction actually. Never heard anyone distinguish the difference between burnout and it's not real versus overwhelm and stress and putting that pressure on yourself. So that's the first time I've heard that. 
Yeah, I mean, for example, I worked with a startup founder who came to me really burned out. Um, and I think he was just in a critical phase of his business where he was getting ready to sell the company and had no energy to do it, had no motivation to do it. Yeah. He, he had a team he had to lead. And so we worked together. And to be honest with you, at the end, what he had to accept and admit to is that he was okay with walking away from that business and 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 failing in that business because he wasn't his heart wasn't anymore in the industry and whether he was burned out or just his heart wasn't into it are two different things right and burnout I mean we know it's a medical condition and there's certain um, symptoms that come with with burnout you know inefficacy. Um, inefficiency at work, or you're just completely demotivated, you know, low on energy. So there are different solutions for all these symptoms. It depends on what's going on, really. So this specific founder, he was very happy when he finally said, I'm done with this industry. I actually have a completely different career path that I want to pursue, and that makes me very happy. So sometimes we put ourselves in position um, from a career standpoint where we think we need to be doing one thing uh, but that might not be the case and it might be just a, a, a pivot that we need to do and so we call ourselves burnout but what does that look like is it that you don't want to do this job anymore or is it that you're burned out in this specific job and maybe you just need to search for a different solution whether that's a different company to work for or a business to start or you know what I mean? So there's more more, more than one answers to to that burnout uh, problem. And um, I saw that there was just recently a survey put out by Christina Maslach, who's the, you know, the, the pioneer in, in burnout and, and, the, and one of the top leaders. And she provided like a three-question sur- survey saying, okay, is it A, is it B, or is it C? And these are the different uh, solutions for each. They all look very different. If you burn out and you're low on energy, telling you to exercise isn't going to work. Telling you to meditate may. And yeah. so that's yeah. different solutions. It's right? just another thing on your list that you're not going to do, and it's going to feel like a more of a burden, even though you think it may be helping you. It's just another thing on the to-do list that doesn't get done. And yeah. it's frustrating. I, I've felt that before, and it was a big reason why I you know, got into becoming Zen hustlers. <laughs> um, did you follow up with your clients? I'm curious, over time, do you hear how their journey works and what's going on with them? How does that long-term perspective work? Oh, it's amazing. We become friends, you know, we, yeah, we follow up and we touch base. And I had one, um, HR professional in charge of over 700 people for Whole Foods who worked with me and with the, her transformation was amazing within six Within six weeks, she came to me. She was burning out. She was she felt misaligned, discontent with her current job. Um, and because she was in charge of 700 people, she couldn't show herself to work and show up that she's burning out. She had to yeah. show up there and be, yeah. you know, show that she's energetic and positive yeah. and, and be there for her people, right? So that was a very interesting transition. Um, Within six weeks, though, of working together, again, bringing her back to, to who she is, to her values, to her intuition, to her heart, to what she really is craving um, from this thing called life, she ended up moving states, bought a house, got married, adopted a puppy, 
and got a promotion with the same company, but in a different uh, position. So she was able to downsize her workload and and trans transition more in, into a, a position that she really loved. And so that's a good example of like, there's so many different answers. You know, you can quit a job, move, move to a different company, with, stay within the company, start a business. There's all these different solutions that people can can do, but sometimes we get stuck into thinking that we don't have all these answers. And that's why it's helpful to work with somebody that can explore possibilities with you because we are our biggest, worst critics. You know, we can talk ourselves into not doing something because of mainly fear or because that's how things are, but yeah, it's mainly fear. It reminds me of like a company where sometimes the company itself has to pivot what it's doing because it's not really supporting the customer anymore. And you're your own customer sometimes running your business, either as a solopreneur or a founder, or even an entrepreneur or working with a large company. So that's a great story. And you know, we find that a lot of this work is about habits and practices. So do you help clients develop new habits and practices and then give us some insight what that might look like? Yeah, the interesting thing about developing habits and practices, that's why it's called a practice that, you know, they have to still practice it. And so giving people practices and habits, I don't prescribe things to people. It has to come from them. Like what's realistic to do with their schedule? What's, what is, what is their interest? What do they desire? Um, this whole science of how you create a habit starts with your identity and with your purpose. If you're very clear on your identity and your purpose, then a habit is something easier to stick to. But you're not going to you know, quit smoking just to quit smoking. But if you start considering yourself as a marathon runner, all of a sudden you may quit smoking, right? So helping people uh, identify the, the why before the how is very helpful. And what does that look like from my side is um, I had one client who, t who told me, she she didn't have any more joy in her life. You know, she was very content with her career, a little probably made, maybe too too complacent, but she wasn't burned out from her career. She was she was seeking more excitement, more joy, more fulfillment, uh, more learning on her own. But the one thing she told me she was missing was joy. And the one thing that she used to love to do but stopped doing was riding her bike. So she went and got a bike. And she gets on her bike and she finds that flow and she finds that active leisure, which prevents her from, you know, thinking about work all the time. And within a few months of, you know, riding her bike, she also moved to the countryside so she can be closer to nature. Yeah. She um, is now looking into pivoting careers and maybe doing some kind of leadership coaching, leadership development. Um, and she's a lot happier. Yeah, she's still working remotely with her current job, but starting to consider other opportunities. And that was with like starting to ride her bike, you know, a couple of times a week to just bring that magic in your day, you know, bring that joy, bring that, that um, curiosity and wonder and, and all that we've lost because of all that hustling. Isn't it cool how this work bleeds into the other parts of your life? Like you said, people have adopted pets, they've gotten married, they've moved and they get new job. It just like bleeds into all these different other aspects of your life. And you didn't originally think like, oh, I need help with X. And then all of a sudden you've got the rest of the alphabets changed for you in your life. And it's, it, and I love that part of this work is like, you just don't realize where it's going to shift because you're right. coming with like a mono focus of like, oh, I've got to do with this thing. 
but then it just bleeds into all these other areas of your life. What are some personal practices that you do as a founder of a company that, that keep you level and balanced? I have my own hustle morning practices, yeah, um, which, like? which were developed down here in Baja. And so, um, I, I had to make sure that what they were supported with science. Well, on hustle, uh, morning practices, I use the acronym sunrise. Okay. And so S is for sleep and, um, sunrise, um, the S in the sunrise is actually for sunlight. So when you get sun on your face and, and, and on your body, that uh, jump starts melatonin later in the evening. So you can actually fall asleep later. So for somebody who struggled with sleep, um, I had to make sure that I get good sleep. And so your morning actually starts the night before. So making sure I don't sit on any devices late in the evening, because that completely destroys blue light, completely destroys my sleep. So that was a an easy, um, for me, because where I live, it was an easy practice to implement, to just get some sunlight on my face first thing in the morning, make sure I can fall asleep easier in the evening. I feel great. Uh, you get energy, you wake up, you know, when you actually don't have sunglasses on in the morning, you get energy through the sun, so it wakes you up. The U stands for um, unplug, obviously, not grabbing your phone first thing in the morning, but um, taking some time to kind of take care of your mind and body based on how you feel every day. N stands for time in nature. If you don't, can't walk outside, maybe you can look at the plant or connect with your dog or cat, whatever you have. Um, R is for a read and write. There's a lot of benefits, cognitive ability development from reading and writing, also just for fun, just inspiration, feel good. Um, good mood puts you in a good productivity state. It doesn't take more than two seconds, two minutes to read a page. So mm -hmm. for everybody that says, that sounds nice, I don't have time. Um, you know, you can stack your habits. It, it doesn't take more than 15, 20 minutes to run through all these rituals. Um, there's a lot of benefits of journaling, whether you do morning pages, free, free writing, but um, you can get a lot of um, therapy sessions from just free, <laughs> free writing in the morning. <laughs> Free flow, free flow. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the you know free consciousness journaling. Yeah, exactly. That works. Yeah. You need a special journal for that. Um, I set for intentions, so I try to come up with ideally the night before, but reconfirming in the morning, like what are my t big two, three things that I want to accomplish in the day, so that I know when I do accomplish them, I feel good. I can shut down the computer, move on to rest and recovery for the rest of the evening. Mm. Um, sunrise, uh, sunrise. I, You're an I, yeah. S, S is for uh, stillness. That's mindfulness meditation, meditation session, stillness, solitude, you know, whatever, if you have prayer, whatever whatever that time is. But a few minutes, um, I like to have a consistent mindfulness meditation practice. So that's my time to do that. And then E stands for energy. And that's your bulletproof coffee, cold shower, a quick workout, mindful movement, um, quick run, walk outside, whatever it is. You can stack all these habits and run through them all at the same time. You know, you can practice your gratitude in your silence time. You can you can do your exercise while you're outside. So you can do all this. Uh, it honestly takes 15 to 30 minutes. I start, bottom line is making mirrors, make create whatever rituals work for you. These are all science-based rituals to help you have an optimal mind, body, and, and soul state so that when you do get to work, um, you feel good, you're focused, and you can do the deep work and you can get into, into a state of flow. I basically don't start working until I feel good. I actually have the luxury of doing that, so not everybody does. 
But um, if you can do that, then you'll be so much more productive. I love that. And we're going to definitely build like a little meme around it. I'm sure you have one for Sunrise. That was a really like great list. And, you know, a lot of people talk about the habit stacking so that it's like you're tackling two or three all at once. Um, so let's dive into the retreats. You offer retreats. Um, tell me about what that retreat experience is like down in the next one's coming up in Mexico again, right? Yeah, it's going to be where I am, uh, where I live full-time uh, in La Ventana, uh, which is Baja California, sir, about two, two hours and 15 minutes from Cabo San Lucas. It's a really magical place. Um, I went swimming in the ocean today for about two hours. The snorkeling wow. is amazing. Palo Bordo with dolphins the other day for like 20 dolphins outside. It's a really nice place. So it to me, it's a place to, it's, it's time to unplug, reset the nervous system, heal some burnout, shift some perspectives, implement new habits, a lot of kind of inner work um, through exercises, through somatic uh, experiences, through some transformational experiences, finding some awe, finding the magic, exploring with curiosity, seeing a different country. It's a great place to realize um, also gratitude and um, perspective shifting. Work on your abundance mindset. And there's some fun exercises that I want to do here from an abundance mindset, how to shift that from scarcity to abundance. And um, really, really uh, leaning into kind of the emotional intelligence for leaders, the relationship building, the mindfulness aspects, um, supported with neuroscience and, and some ancient traditions in there as well from Taoism and, and Buddhism. That's awesome. How long is the retreat? I think it's five days. Yeah. And then we'll is, everyone staying, too. is everyone staying at one location all together? Yeah. Yeah. It's a beautiful um, retreat center that we have in town. Uh, it, it's really magical. It's right on the cliff. Um, the rooms are all white. It, it's very calming. Um, there's yoga, two yoga studios that we can use for um, yoga and exercise and uh, workshops. And um, there's a restaurant on site with um, fresh local ingredients and food uh, that can accommodate all kinds of needs. Um, I have a local shaman that we can tap into for some oh, cool. different uh, spiritual aspects. Um, the owner of the retreat center is going to has offered to lead the workshop for us, and she's an amazing yoga instructor. So it'll be a really, really special experience. Um, currently, we have 24 spots open. Mm -hmm. So April of next year is when we're going to do this. All right, folks, you have just over a, just under a year to sign <laughs> up for this and get involved. And so um, I'm going to play devil's advocate for a sec. Okay, it's really easy to be on a retreat and relax and decompress. But then I, you, you get off the airplane, you're back in your normal life, and it all hits you like a wave. What do you recommend to people when they get back from their retreats and life hits them again and they... They have that choice. Oh, I, I got my old way and I've got my new way, but I haven't used my new way yet and I don't trust it yet. So what do you recommend to people when they are at that juncture? Jared, that's a great question. So, oh <laughs> because it happens, it's going to happen, right? We know this. And so what I offer the retreat is the, is the tools in your toolbox, but I don't leave you when you board the shuttle to go back to the airplane, there's going to be a community continuation. So once you're into the experience, 
then you can continue to have the accountability. You can continue to stay with the, st with the same group together. You can continue to have the same circles of care on a monthly basis, and you can continue to meet together with the same people and say and learn from them and keep you keep each other accountable so there's a community aspect to all of this um ideally i'm going to do an eight-week program leading to the retreat so people already know each other or on the back end you know do the retreat then do the eight-week program either way you have my support and then you have the support of other people who are on the same journey so that it doesn't feel like when shit hits the fan you're on your own and you revert back to the same old habits, which is the very first thing we do because we lose consciousness. We go back in our other um, repeat behavior, which is what our lizard brain tells us to do because that's what keeps us safe, right? So it's awareness that that's happening is the first step. Commitment to the new way is the second step. And then the practice is the third step. Yeah, I love how you guys support them before and after. That's a really great step. And um, yeah, it tends to be the journey is it's not over. The minute you get off the plane, you're not healed completely. You're in a path, you're on a new path, you're in a journey. So thank you for sharing that. And you mentioned that there's an assessment on your website that can people take as a next step. Yeah, if you think you're burned out, I have a, a 10 question um, qu uh, self-assessment that they can take. Just head to unhustle.com and you'll find it um, and you can take it. It's a real easy questionnaire and it'll give you your level of burnout with some um, action steps you can take based on, on where you're at. That's great. Any any motto or mantra that you want to leave people with today? This has been great. Thank you. Um, Any motto or mantra is... Lately, I've been playing with, um, with a Ram Das. I, I may butcher it, but it's basically... <laughs> I can't change you, only you can change yourself. Yeah. And so I, I know the coaching industry is booming and this is going to sound very contradictory to, to the work I'm doing, but at the same time, only you can change yourself. And so I feel like we don't need any more knowledge. We need to put the knowledge into practice because, you know, you can go down and t type into AI or Google or wherever you want um, and they'll give you the answer. The, the thing is the doing and we're missing in the doing, or in my case is the being because I'm going against the doing, more leaning into the being, being joyful, being courageous, being authentic, being balanced, being mindful. And so that's a practice and a path that everybody has to walk. And yes, you do need the resources and you do need a supportive community. So don't try to do it alone because your brain's going to try to talk you out of it. But, um, but stop reading and stop researching and start actual practicing. That sounds great. Yeah, we're starved for, uh, they, you know, they say in modern life, you know, we have plenty of information. We're starved for wisdom and experience. And it's wisdom and experience that we're really seeking, not not information. We've got enough yes. information floating around us. We have so, well, plenty in our brains. Yeah, thank you for being with us today and being yourself and, and the work that you do in the world. We think it's really important. And then it spirals out and impacts thousands of people that we engage with every day. So, oh, thank you. you. Thank you so too. much for having me, Jared. And um, I'm so excited that you're doing similar work. Good job. Yeah, we're all we're all trying to, you know, get to a new place and on a path together. So thank everybody for joining us today. This has been Zen Hustlers Balance. If you'd like to reach out to Malena and unhustle.com, we'll have a link in the resources if you're listening along. 
And just want to remind you that Zen Hustlers is here as a free resource website, plus the Balance Podcast. And, you know, join the Communitas, which is a committed group of passionate people who are all on a journey together. And thank you for joining us today. Subscribe if you want to get more episodes. And we look forward to seeing from you. Thanks. Take care, Milena. Thank you, Jarrett. Ah. <sighs>